Hello, everybody, and welcome back, or welcome for the first time. I don't know your situation. I don't know what's brought you here tonight, but uh, you know what I'm trying to say is welcome to We'll See You in Hell. It's a podcast where each week we discuss a horror, a sci-fi, a fantasy movie, and we veer off into a variety of tangents. We're on the HeadGum Network. Um, what am I forgetting? I guess I guess we can just go on with the show and and hell while we're at it on with a joke I uh that one hurt a little bit it hurt me I feel like a neighbor might have you know might get a broom on the on the ceiling over here <laughs> I look forward to I can't go any 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 much higher than that it's going to have to get varied up well, I was going to say we're going to go we're going to get to a point with the with the diehard fans where they're going to go. You know, I, I liked the first few on with the Joes <laughs> when they were it was simple. They they got they got too carried away with themselves. Yeah, I don't like it anymore either. On those later albums. Uh Pat, good to see you. Welcome back to my apartment. Welcome Thanks, back. Joe. Listeners, welcome first time listeners. Hellions, I've been calling them. I don't yeah. know if that's catching on or not, but uh, it seems like the right thing to call your podcast listeners. I think it's very clever. I've never heard anyone but you say it or seen anyone online say it. Nobody's but, ever said it, but every podcast yeah. has that. My favorite murder, they, they say murderinos. Right. WTF, he says, what the fuckers, what the right. fuckettes. Uh, Pete's thing, you made it weird. Weirdos. Yeah. You got to do it. You got to have a thing. You do. You, you know? Uh, I remember back when I listened to Ricky Gervais, he would say, where are all my Ricky Gervais aginos at? And I was like, well, that doesn't even make any sense. I was a I was a pilkinator myself. <laughs> it's not a um, yeah, uh, I. Uh, I'm here. We're here to talk about uh, Predator and Predator 2 colon is, to catch a predator, <laughs> which is appropriate because it's. There's a lot of talk right now in the movie news about the Shane Black yeah. fourth installment of the Predator films, uh, which is called The Predator. And is that treating all the other ones with respect and like... Yep. Okay. I believe so. I, I think pretty much everybody doesn't count Alien versus Predator, those two. But I think... I think I've seen them both. I mean, a Alien versus Predator 1 and 2 are two of the worst movies ever made. I Just cheap, I, shitty... Yeah. Video game piles of crap. I remember seeing Alien vs. Predator in the theater. Me too. And it was before Predators came out. And I remember I liked it in the theater because there was a big nostalgia Predator factor for me. Right. But then I bought it on DVD and I was like, why did I like this? This is terrible. And then I saw the second one with my dad in the theater and I was like, this is fucking awful. Yep. Like, it was just, it was just a, yeah, really, really bad. But... I just we're doing these movies uh, again. It's time appropriate. They they just push back the release of the Predator, unfortunately. But like I said, did, did you hear that? I I thought it was you, but I have some new stools in my house, and they seem to be deflating or something. Do you think that's just because like, they're new? I thought you were making a new stool in your pants. <laughs> uh but the reason we're discussing this is because we uh, Pat, as you all know, has been very busy with the ins and outs of his. Uh, 
uh, pilot over at CBS there. Oh, yeah. I've been a little nuts uh, with traveling, uh, and I had to leave town this week early to, to do dates. And actually in Dallas, well, you're not even going to hear this before then. It doesn't matter. I was just in Dallas. Thanks, everybody. I hope it was a good time. Uh <laughs> But the uh, I he, he said, what do you want to do? And I just so happened to be in the Best Buy in my neighborhood. And I said, you know what? I want Predator on Blu-ray. I don't own it on Blu-ray. I only have the DVD. And I went to buy it on Blu-ray. There it was, 10 bucks, Or the trilogy for 14 Yeah. So that's a no-brainer. I've never seen Predator 2. I want to re-watch Predator. you said you saw Predator. Oh, you saw Alien vs. Predator 2 with your dad. With my dad. Okay. So I yeah. bought it. And I watched While we getting into it, just jumping right in? No, I'm just telling the people why, okay. we, why we're doing a throwback. It's an, it seems right. probably like an odd throwback right now. No, I think they're good to do. I mean, yeah, what, what Joe is saying is true. We've been so busy, and he was like, hey, we got to do one. I'm going out of town. And I was like, what? Like, I mean, we're just, I, I, speaking for myself, anyway, I'm completely brain dead. And uh, when he said Predator, I was like, thank God, because I watched Predator in 3D. Um, several weeks ago, which I don't even recall buying, but I owned it. And then I yeah. also had that Predator trilogy, which I got for seven ninety nine on Amazon. Blu-ray. One, two, and three on Blu-ray, yeah. Bastards. I know. And you got the 3D copy. I did. You're uh, all set. Yeah, and it was it was very cool. There, um, I have a 3D television and Blu-ray player, and I would probably buy it again, although I think they're going out of fashion. Yeah. But you can get amazing deals on them, on the Blu-rays themselves, because I don't think it really caught on. However... It did not catch on. Especially as a guy who enjoys the occasional marijuana cigarette. i got to tell you, it's a real nice way to kind of lose yourself in an evening. You definitely can't look at your phone during it. It's really an immersive kind of experience. Yeah. And what I really love is when they do these older movies in 3D. So I have Predator. I have The Wizard of Oz in 3D, which is really cool. Well, that's trippy. It's really neat. Um, we should do that. I mean, it's. I mean, let's get even more cliche here. Sure. Let's get high and do the 3D dark side of the moon to hey. the Wizard. I mean, I would do that in two seconds. A done. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's really fun. And then not not to mention uh, watching like Mad Max in in 3D, like the new one. I mean, or Guardians of the Galaxy. It just it adds a nice element. Thinking about buying that Mad Max black and chrome version. I checked that out. What pisses me off that it's a separate thing though. It's not just a bonus feature. Yeah, that should be part me. of the set. Come they're on. doing that with Logan too. You can buy black and white Logan, but it's not a feature. It's your own thing. I won't be buying either Logan. No, I know you won't. You all know, dear listeners. Uh, let's do a quick catch up before. Uh, you know, we get into anything too movie related here. Pat, I joined a, uh, I did another DNA test because I'm trying to find out what my uh, medical history is. As okay. an adopted man, I don't know. What do you mean medical? Like what illnesses around your family? You think you need that added pressure? Well, I go to the doctor and he goes, you know, you fill out a questionnaire. You, you Anybody, any history in your family of heart disease? I'm like, I don't know. I'm adopted. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I should know. Uh, I'm terrified of getting the results, but I feel like I should know. Right. So I, I did this thing for 23andMe. It's actually been a running uh, uh, segment or whatever you want to call it on the Emotional Hangs podcast. That's why I did it, because uh -huh. it's about my lineage and my adoption and maybe finding my parents. But I get the they send me today on the profile on the thing. You get a list of diseases uh -huh. and I don't have any of the results. So it's 80 diseases, and uh -huh. next to all of them, it just says pending. Oh, boy. And you go down this thing, 
I didn't know there was 80 goddamn diseases out there. Let me hit you with this one. They're out there. Maple syrup urine disease. What is that? Your piss smells like urine? Your piss smells like maple syrup right before oh, your, you, yeah, you, go, you have a, a, a metabolic crisis in your body, which means wow. your blood is blood is toxic, and you start vomiting and shitting and, and dement, being demented. Well, you don't have that. How is that one of the 80 big ones? It tells you if you have a predisposition for it. Did you live in New York when the city smelled like maple syrup for like three days? It was a, It would have been about 2004. I'm, I think I did. I don't remember, though. It was so baffling. And I remember going into work, like, am I having a stroke? What's going on? And everybody's like, no, the whole city. And it was uh, Lower East Side up to, uh, well, well, the Upper East Side, Joe. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the whole city smelled like maple syrup. <laughs> Why did it smell like maple syrup? Um, we never got an answer. It was some sort of weird, probably, I would assume New Jersey played a hand. <laughs> like a, a New Jersey factory reeked or something. Uh, I have a good, I have a good New Jersey story. When I was, oh. when I was starting out in comedy, Caroline's Comedy Club. Used Caroline to, Ray. Caroline Ray, uh, an old friend in this business for me. Uh, uh, I met her. She was very funny and nice. I don't know why I, I, I wasn't shitting on her. Oh wait, Caroline Ray, the comedian. Yeah. Yes, she's a friend too. She's cool. I was thinking of Caroline that runs Caroline's. I got confused. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, You're thinking of Caroline in the city. They're, yes, yeah. They're yeah, yeah. both. They're both. Caroline, no. Sweet Caroline. That's who I'm trying Sweet to talk Caroline. about. Yes. They're all. They're all nice. But anyway, uh, they they used to do these things where you'd go to. They'd send comics out to a high school to perform. Uh-huh. Uh Like the high school would bring it in as like an activity, and you know, I would do it because I was fucking broke they'd give you like a hundred bucks to go play two high schools in an afternoon right yeah and uh, keep it clean you were supposed to but it was sort of loose i mean we were going into some staten island schools you know it wasn't we weren't going into Mm -hmm. you know kids weren't in blue shorts and ties you know Mm -hmm. uh but kurt metzger was on stage and he goes i'm from jersey and the we're in staten island and the high school audience booze jersey sure and he goes, you can boo me all you want. You live on the island where we dump our fucking garbage <laughs> to a to a <laughs> to a group of high school children. Now I'm baffled by a high school having stand up comics You're from baffled. New York come in. I mean, I was baffled. What a confusing thing. Uh, yeah, it was baffling. I think the one rule he might have not said fuck. I think he did though, and I think it was okay. Yeah, I think they were kind of like try not to say fuck. Yeah, the school. I mean, I think said that. Right. Anyway, uh, I'm going to warn you, folks. I I was really sort of panicked today. I was telling Joe before the podcast, but um, when I was in maybe a sixth, seventh, eighth kind of grade, I I would have a stutter that came and went. And it's not like the, I'm not going to do it and insult people. It's not quite what you're thinking, but it's a really kind of stuck on a word thing and gets really embarrassing. Well, so, can you give me some of it? I know you're not doing it. It's not. I, I'm i probably to, going to do it on the course of this, but I, so I. Um, is, it a, is it one of the face ones? Does your face lock up and stuff? Or is it just like. Uh, it really now ends with me being so real, super embarrassed and going like, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And like cutting myself off. Okay. Um, I know how to cut it off before it gets into like a real spitty, violent place. <laughs> um, but anyway, I had not had this experience in 
ages unless i am i remember when i thought i was never going to get a job when i lived in new york it started coming back and it really freaked me out um but now i'm i'm meeting with 20 writers a day to potentially work on my show which we still don't know i will know by the time you hear this which will make this either a uh, a real sweet podcast before he knew how his life was going to change for the better right or uh you know you can just imagine me just bottoming out of society with a no but we, we, i will know this weekend um so the meetings are going smoothly at first the meetings are going great and I, then and the I, phone rings i love meeting right the phone rings the guy says pat it's mike it's back that's an it joke <laughs> yes okay yeah. stutter that's it um, uh yeah joe referenced that it was like it which ties it into horror and and it really was i mean i i was shocked today by how many meetings and these are writers who are there technically to impress me i mean i'm trying to hire them and i met a lot of great funny people tons of great funny people but i tell you it happened on about three different occasions where i got locked into this stutter and would just stop talking and in a one-on-one meeting it was mortifying and i'm imagining it will probably happen tonight during the podcast which is why i'm saying it because now that i'm hyper aware of it and frightened of it much like it i am worried it will elbow its way back into my conversation you know what i say you say next time in one of those meetings when that happens you say hey sorry i had a stutter when i was a kid and you can imagine this has been a stressful week i said it on each one. Oh, you did i did and people oh, were very good. understanding well good um my old boss mr michael patrick king of sex in the city fame he talked about the stress before the pilot of uh two broke girls this is a man who's got a lot of money folks very successful and he said he refers to it as his stigmata he was like his nose which had never bled before was just dumping blood and whenever he would get a new bit of information like this isn't looking good we don't know if we can get this right or we don't know if we can get this act or whatever his nose would start pouring blood Ugh. as i mean stress when you're not dealing with it properly as, as i never have um it manifests itself in, in very crazy ways that's all i can say all right. Um, so anyway, it's just a warning if you hear me suddenly spaz out. You're not going to spaz out. Spaz is a, is a one. That's not a correct word. Correct? That's now a derogatory term. I think is spaz below or worse than the the dreaded R word. Can you just say retard? It's fine. no, I can't. You're not saying it to make fun. You're just saying a word that exists. I'm asking just because I want. I to think know. retard is worse than spaz. Uh, that seems right. I think you could get away with spaz in the right company. Eh, I didn't feel good about I think it, if but I was said, describing myself. I think if you said <laughs> retard, you'd be, you wouldn't be directing the Oscars anymore, and you'd have to be. <laughs> That's right. You know. That's right. One of those situations. Uh, Pat, I, I, the only movies I watched this week uh, for our little uh, movie rundown um, uh, were, were the Predator films. Yeah. So uh, I can't really talk about one and two, but I can talk about Predators because uh, I didn't know we'd be, we'd be, we would be doing these, uh, but we are doing them now. So, um, but I, but, uh, I, Predators is the third installment. I, folks, I saw this in the theater. Uh, the date I was on at the time got so aggravated with the film, she walked out of it. And you stayed? No, I ended up leaving. Oh. Uh, 
And was was up, it like a 2010? Something like of, that. See, I don't know if I ever saw Predators. I own it. I don't know if I ever saw it. I left Wither, not to just patch up the date, but part of me was also like, you know, this movie sucks. Who cares? And I thought it was a Robert Rodriguez joint, but he, did, he didn't he even direct it. it. Yeah. No, he produced it. Uh, then, then I caught glimpses of it on cable, never cared, whatever. I got to tell you, people, I rewatched this thing from start to finish, finally, properly the other day. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. I loved every no minute shit. of it. The twists were great. What a fucking cast in this thing. Adrian Brody. Now, do you Walt, like Adrian Brody? I love Adrian Brody. Okay. Your boy Walt Goggins is in it. Yeah, uh, Topher true. Grace. Right. Now, one of my favorite. Larry ever... Fishburne. Yes. Uh, I forget the lady's name, but she's great. It's only one lady, of course, because they only ever let only the actresses because they only ever let one lady in the damn thing. I can't remember. Oh, Danny Trejo's in it. Yeah, I uh, now Rob Delaney, who is just unquestionably a master of Twitter and always has been. I met him a couple of times. He's a very nice guy as well. Um, He has one of my favorite tweets of all time. And (laughs) I'm not going to get it right, but it was basically when the Darjeeling Limited came out. And uh, it was, uh, wow, Adrian Brody, Owen Wilson, Jason Schwartzman. Is this thing called the Darjeeling Limited or Nose Train? (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed and then immediately was like, I hope they're not all Jewish and this isn't a a horrifically racist joke. Owen Wilson is not Jewish. He's not. I knew that much. But recently, I I think that I, I guarantee Delaney sat before tweeting it and was like, I better make sure Owen Wilson's not also Jewish. Uh, it's a great joke. It made me laugh hysterically, and I and I never liked the Jeeling Limited, and I never really. Th- I don't think I like Brody, frankly. I mean, he's never done anything for me. I like Brody. He's in uh, Son of Sam. He's great in Son of oh, Sam. Oh, sure, Summer of Sam or Summer of Sam. Summer of Sam's a great fucking. He's movie. great in the jacket. That's a great horror thriller kind of thing. You, t- we- you like Summer of Sam or you like Twenty Fifth Hour better? To me, Twenty Fifth Hour is one of the best movies of that decade. I like both films, but I remember liking Summer of San a bit better because it was a little more uh, horror-oriented because it was about a serial killer. I guess so. Um, 25th Hour, though. The 25th I mean, Hour, I would say, is probably technically a better film. I just Norton, Seymour Hoffman, yeah, Pepper. It's a, it's a great fucking flick. I mean, it's It really not, is great. Rosario uh, Dawson at her hottest. Summers, I mean, 25th Hour is a lot of fun in the, in the same way that uh, like a Pope of Greenwich Village is, a, you know, it's that kind of thing. Well, I, I watch all the Spike Lee joints. All the joints. And I mean, I'm, I'm talking the sweet blood of Jesus. I haven't seen that one. How is it? Man, it's, I mean, he, he is a guy who has who really kind of lost his way, but is i i was really excited about when he got into like commercial shit like i mean even like inside man yeah he's just a guy who never got lazy you know he was always doing like really awesome camera shit spike lee for the acclaim he's gotten i think because of his politics is one of the most underrated directors of all time do the right thing is a masterpiece 25th hour masterpiece summer of sam masterpiece malcolm x masterpiece what more do you want and yet top, he's not held up in that high regard. The number at all. ten slot on my top ten list is yeah. is it's a tie between Fatso and Malcolm X. I'm not joking. Okay, the, the, you got to loan me Fatso. I've never seen it. I don't own it because the fucking DVD is eighty dollars because it's out of print. Okay, and I saw it on Amazon years ago for five dollars and I because I had the fucking VHS. I don't have the, I don't want to talk about it. What an idiot! 
they're two beautiful films to me in two very in, entirely different ways. But I, I, Malcolm X is the reason I bring it up. It's, I mean, it's a tour de force. It's a fucking astounding film. I, I love the guy. It. The guy's amazing, and he's always, even his movies like an Inside Man, which is just a heist movie. He's always packing them full of like really interesting shit and social commentary and etc. And you got to just call it racism that he's not talked about amongst the greats i mean he is to me one of the absolute greats he's a master filmmaker you don't think he's talked about it in the not at all he's certainly in the hall of i fame, haven't no? heard spike lee's name in 10 years that is true I, you know i think it's i i do think it's because his last four or five movies have been a little like sideways where you're like yeah you wonder if there's maybe a drug issue i mean old boy sucked in a in a weird on unconventionally bad way he did that military movie that was supposed to be great but nobody saw it what was that chirac no chirac i know, didn't man, see chirac i yet. liked chirac except for it was it was um a modern take on a greek tragedy yeah and about like 15 minutes into the movie you realize is everybody rhyming when they talk uh-huh. and then you realize wait they are and then that kind of fucked it up yeah but he did it. It was cool the way he did it in certain places. Like Samuel Jackson is like the Greek chorus. And uh-huh. he's like this very like boisterous guy. So when he's doing it, it's cool and it's fun and it's weird and different. But then like in like dramatic scenes, when the when the actors are rhyming, you're like, it's just taking me out of it, man. It's too it's too on the nose. I hated it going back to Shakespeare. I don't need to see it. Or is it a Shakespeare thing? I thought it was a Greek. Is it Shakespeare? I might be wrong. Well, the Greek chorus thing is essentially a Shakespeare thing. I mean, the is witches it? and Macbeth and all that. That is considered a Greek chorus. Oh, all right. Well, whatever the hell it is. It rhymed. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I just. He also got a lot of heat for that movie. People said that he was exploiting the violence in Chicago, and stuff, which I didn't understand. I thought he was actually doing a very. He got a lot of heat about a lot of commentary. Things. And when he. Well, you know, as Donald Trump says, Chicago is garbage. Is what? Carnage. Carnage? You know what's happening on the streets? Carnage. Listen, don't even... Don't and then even... he said, Pe- people on their way to the store to buy a loaf of bread are getting gunned down. <laughs> now I'm, doing, I'm veering into Jiminy Glick, but yeah. I, uh, I'm so... This is the only political thing I'll say on this podcast, and it's very nonpartisan what I'm about to say. Okay. I'm very spun around right now. Last week, last week, the headlines read... Hillary Clinton calling out Comey, saying he's bad at what he does, saying he cost her the election. Yep. And everybody was going, good for her. Now Trump fires him yesterday and everybody's going, this monster. It's I I don't know what I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm my head is is I I don't know what to believe. The truth is you can't believe shit. I mean I I I don't know how to feel. I don't I don't like what am I supposed to who am I whose side am I on? I don't know what's happening. It truly is, and you know, it was discussed in this White House Correspondence Center. You're watching a, a house of cards to feel better about politics. The show that was supposed to be like the darkest uh, extreme of politics has become quaint, as, as, as was said on that dinner. Because for Trump to fire the man who is investigating him, how he does not have his people say to him, do you realize how terrible this makes you look? They're saying, no, it's a mob hit. They're saying to him, you better get rid of this fucking guy because yeah. he's going to sing like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he fires him, he's going to have more incentive. 
That's what I don't get. Yeah, but he can't testify against him if he fires him, I think, right? Yeah, because the new the new guy is going to speak at his place, like the temporary head of the FBI. It's a mob. It's like a mob yeah. thing. But last week, everybody was saying, go, Hillary. We're glad you're calling out this son of a bitch. Now he's getting fired. People are going, this is a disgrace. He should still have his job. I mean, whose side is who on anymore? I don't know what's going on. Let me tell you, Joe. If you're not on Trump's side, you're fine. I'm not on Trump's side, but I'm also not on Hillary's side. I don't know who the hell's side I'm on. You know what's so confusing? You, this is no longer true. The enemy of my enemy is my enemy. That's not true anymore. Yeah. So now I, I, I just want to go into a hole, as we've talked about many times on this show. I want to live in a, in a fucking, I don't know. I always woods. talk about going to my cool ranch, and I'd call it my cool ranch. I'd, it'd be stocked with cool ranch Doritos, but it would be a, just a ranch where I have my money and I can f- till the earth if I so desire. I can watch movies. I can get stoned, drink. I'll have a pool. That's really my goal. And everybody's like, ah, oh, you'd get bored. And maybe that's true. But that, that has truly become my goal. All right. To buy a cool ranch and live there. Fair enough. Well, let's move on to the scary stuff segment, Pat. This oh. is a quick one. Go oh, ahead. have you seen movies? Have I seen movies? The answer is... And it's been more than a week, and I have not seen a single movie. That's right. correct. Well, then let's move on. All right. Uh, real quick this week, folks, uh, from our friends at Scream Factory, who don't sponsor us. God damn it. We got to get some sponsors. Uh, got nothing. We got nothing. Anyway. I never saw a check from that other thing we did. I never saw it either. <laughs> who the hell knows? <laughs> I got debts, baby. Uh, Scream Factory. Uh, I don't know how new or old this release is, but I got this when i was in australia per the recommendation of a nice man that worked at uh the uh minotaur uh collectible shop if you're ever in uh melbourne australia go to that if place you want to collect it's videos comic books you know oh it's not like just minotaur collectibles no it's, it's just called minotaur okay guy anyway scream factory released this thing it's called I buy the- my minotaur collectibles at minotarget huh uh, i go to minotarget to get all my minotaur stuff who doesn't anymore? You it's can convenient. get uh, clothes, you know, washing stuff. This is why the Mamatar and Pop stores have all closed. <laughs> Whoa, ah. Boy, people. Guys, we're not doing well. Carry on, Joe. <laughs> uh, they released this thing, uh, the four-movie all-night horror marathon. It's four flicks. What's the Matter with Helen, starring Debbie Reynolds and Shelley Winters. Yeah. Uh, the Godsend, uh, The Outing which was originally called The Lamp. Yeah. And The Vagrant, starring your and my favorite, uh, Bill Paxton. Love him. Four really fun movies, four very different films than one another. They're very goofy, uh, some in a good way, some in a just straight-up 80s horror way. The Vagrant is... is Whoa, I just dropped it. Hello. The Vagrant is almost a horror comedy, I'd say. Um Paxton's great. He's playing a nerd in it, which is a role you don't often see him in. Uh, it's just a really fun pack. It's like, I think, 11 bucks or something. Uh, pick it up. It's worth grabbing. And it's also the first time many of these films have ever been released anywhere. All right. So check that out. I enjoyed it quite a bit. All right. And now, the main event. Yeah, I, I have a, a 
shit ton of questions that just came in on Facebook that we can get to, but I guess, you know, what do we do? Do we do Predator and then into two? Do we give an overall? Well, here's what I'm wondering. I think everybody has seen Predator 1 and 2. I saw Predator 2 for the first time last night, and I had always thought I had seen it or wanted to see it and never saw it. Uh, let's do a re let's. Okay. So then let's, I guess let's just do a quick recap, okay. not plot wise of both, but just a quick review of both. And then I think we can just move into these questions. Cause I think these questions are going to, all right. Instead of us going to the questions after and then right. going, Hey, we already talked about this. I'm going to give my take on one, two. You give your take on one, two briefly. Predator one, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers. Um, I recommend the 3d version if you can see it because the way they shoot him, uh, you know, the Predator with the, the kind of hologram graphics. It looks really awesome on 3D. Um, I love Arnold and Predator. There's something weirdly like more likable than his other uh, action movies of the day before he became like, you know, Mr. Comedy and everything else. He's really likable in it in a weird way. The movie is pretty much airtight. Um, it's I think got, it's the best action sci-fi movie ever. Predator? No I, shit. It is my number one action. It's definitely my number one action movie ever. It might be wow. my number one sci-fi movie ever. I wouldn't put it anywhere near either of those lists. Um, you're going to put it above like Die Hard, you're saying? A hundred and ten percent. It's like it, without argument. And I know you're putting it above Aliens because you don't like Aliens. A hundred and twenty percent. All right, I, I wouldn't do either. And I, to me, Predator is not. I don't know if it's hitting my top fifty for either. But I liked Predator a great deal. And when I rewatched it, I appreciated it even more. I thought it was a good, about as good a B movie as you can do. But to me, it is kind of a B movie. Predator Two, which I watched for the first time last night, I struggled to stay awake. Um, I like Danny Glover. He's not a lead to me, and I did not at all think he should have had this role um gary Busey makes no impression he he did it wasn't even crazy he had no character at all um bill paxton was a nice surprise but i think it immediately becomes bill paxton's worst like i was like they didn't even use him well i i don't think you know i i heard arnold didn't come back he didn't like the script but he also really thought the predator should never come to los angeles he should be in the jungle that to me was like, no, I like the Predator in LA idea. And when it opens and says set in Los Angeles, I was rubbing my hands together. But I just thought it was a complete waste and a real piece of shit of a movie. Well, Pat, much to my surprise, we're going to have a lot to disagree about tonight. Okay. Predator is the best action movie of all time. It is better than Die Hard. Do you the, like Die Hard? We never even got I do like there. Die Hard. All right. I like all the Die Hards except that last one. Oh, of course. Well, the last two. I mean, Live Free. I like Live Free or Die Hard. I'm going to tell you it. this. Die Hard 1, 2, and Vengeance are better than Predator. You're out of your fucking mind. Sorry. You think Die Hard 2. Die Harder. <laughs> is better than Predator. How can you even compare? How can you compare? The machismo. I'm going to go It's Always Sunny on this. You got Bruce Willis in one movie. You've got Arnie, Carl yeah. Weathers, yeah. Jesse the Body, Shane Black, who is directing and writing the I, new I Predator know, film. 
You've got, I mean, you've got the Indian guy. You've got Bill Duke. Bill Duke, who I have met, is a very cool guy. Here's the thing. You've also I got a monster. You've I don't a- respond to machismo. I don't like it. I never have. It's never been my thing. Part of that's growing up in Missouri where that's the only currency, and I grew up with a lack of it, perhaps. But to me, Bruce Willis is about as machismo as I as I like. In that movie, he's he is a cop. He's not jacked up to the point of ridiculousness. Predator is a way better movie than a Commando, certainly, than, than a lot of Schwarzenegger's early You're saying it doesn't touch fare. the top 50, you said. 50! Not for action movies, no. And F- maybe for sci-fi because I'm not a big sci-fi fan. What the hell It's not on my top 50 you... action movies, no. I don't, I don't think right now you could name eight action movies better than Predator. <laughs> you couldn't do it. I'm going to say Raiders and Temple of Doom. They're not action movies. They're fantasy movies. Oh, that's ridiculous. Okay, fine. They're action movies. I put Raiders and Temple of Doom above. And Last Die Hard Crusade. 1, 2, 3. True Lies. I know you're going to get mad about True Lies. That's in. Because I just watched them both. Okay, That's why go I ahead. Say, Last Crusade. I, my my opinion ahead. is not tainted by my childhood anymore. I recently watched Predator and True Lies, and I True Lies is better. Always watch Predator. Yeah. It's, and I got to see it before I knew what the twist was. I didn't even know that there was an alien coming. I just rented it because it was an Arnie movie. Well, that's, and when that you go nice. 40 minutes in and you're like, this is an awesome Arnie movie where they're saving POWs. And then all of yeah. a sudden a goddamn alien comes in. You're like, what the fuck? That's like a dust till dawn twist. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Can I tell you this? I think I put from dust till dawn over Predator. That's a horror movie. Come on. Now, here's the thing. What I never like, or what I never really give much of a shit about, is one guy fighting one thing. Uh, an alien. An alien versus Arnold, whatever. To me, it gets boring. And it got real boring in Predator 2 when it's Danny Glover fighting. But I, at the end, when all his very colorful crew is gone, and you're left with Arnold going, Come on! Come at it's me. Awesome. I'm like, Arnold is going to be fine. Uh, you don't know he's going to be fine. The goddamn thing sets off a self-destruct mechanism that levels three miles of rainforest <laughs> if you weren't listening in Predator 2, which I also liked quite a bit. And here's what. I thought Predator 2 added really, really phenomenal new elements to the mythology of the Predator. Did you like the voodoo subplot? You always complain about the voodoo subplot. Uh, no, the voodoo subplot I didn't care about. Okay. Uh, I like that it, it really is more than a subplot. It, it kind of is the plot. I like that there was a red herring and they thought that this badass Jamaican gangster was actually killing everybody. And the fact that he was into voodoo was the reason these people were being decapitated. I thought that was actually very smart. Okay. Uh, but... The details they added in Predator 2. Now, the curse of Predator 2 is the same thing as the curse of the Fly 2. It came out too close to the original. Had that movie come out 10 years later, which is where it actually takes place. It takes place 10 years. It, Predator 2 actually takes place in 1990. It came out about three years later, which is a reasonable time for us. But it came out. It takes place in 1997. It came out in 93, I believe. And, uh, no. Or it takes place in 97. It came out in 90. Excuse me. Yeah. Had it actually come out in 97? we would have appreciated it a bit more i think but that being said whatever that is probably true i like the fact that they add the detail why is this thing here because it's attracted to heat and uh heat con- wave. 
Hot like Conflict. That. I thought that was awesome. Uh, I thought it was awesome that they went into further explaining like the, the oh the uh, it has a it, it's its suit can deflect light and it appears invisible. It's not actually fucking invisible. They just added these really cool details. I like that in the if you watch the special features, Gary Busey is. Whew, I don't know if he's fucking around or not or what, but he is going off the fucking rails in these interviews. And he is. Is it modern day interviews? No, it's from the set. And he is he's given a backstory. I don't know if he just made it up or now, but he's like, Arnie's is, character isn't here because he died nine weeks after the first film. I was in charge of that mission in the first film. Now whoa. they sent me in, in the second. Film, like he's going deep. I didn't watch those. I mean, a big part of it last night is that when I walk into my home now, I am falling asleep from the moment my door opens. So I was uh, I was never out, but I was definitely my eyes were dimming here and there. And it was a very loud movie. And I just realized I didn't give a shit. What are your thoughts of Gary of um, Danny Glover as an actor? I've always thought he's a solid actor, but he he's got that raspy, intense thing. And that is it. I like Danny Glover. I think his go-to bag of tricks is I'm going to look confused yeah. and sweaty right now. Yeah. I'm going to look a little frightened, Yeah, and uh, I'm going to mumble a lot. That's, I mean, of course I love a lethal weapon. Of so, course I love a Royal Tenenbaum. That's the, that's the, I don't, he's not a lead to me. Listen, he's a lead. He's not a lead in this movie. Sure. So okay. I agree with you there. All right. The, the reason Danny Glover works so well in Lethal Weapon is because... He's the guy saying, I'm too old for this shit, and I'm clearly a bewildered man, and I yeah. want to retire and be with my family, yeah. and I'm a wreck emotionally because I don't want to do this shit anymore. Yet, my partner's fucking crazy, and he keeps dragging me into these situations. Right. So I have to go in with my hands shaking, and I'm really on edge because I don't want to... Then it really works. It doesn't work when he's alone in this movie. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen him and Paxton. I was mad when Paxton died in the middle of the movie. Because I like the sure. Paxton character, and I thought what was really going to happen was Paxton was going to earn his salt in the in the final moments, or Busey was going to. Yeah, and when and they did for a second bring back Busey after he thought he was dead, and I was like, oh, this is great. They're going to show you that Busey's like a, a a real deal guy here, and whatever. And then he gets killed immediately. Right. So they did make bad decisions in the film. Um, I love that he goes onto the ship. I love that there's the, the Easter egg of the alien skull, and that's what started the entire alien versus predator thing in comic books and, and everything that yeah. led to, unfortunately, bad films. But Look, I thought that was really cool. And it wasn't the mess I expected. Not I at liked all. aspects of it, and I always like anything like a 90, like Speed, for example. Speed feels like a period piece about L.A. to me in a weird way. Are you going to say Speed's better than Predator? Because I'll throw this. Speed is better than Predator. You're, you're a. Speed is better than Predator. For those of you at home, my head is down on the. <laughs> Look, he, Joe, Joe just looked away from me for the first time. He turned his swivel stool away from me. Listen to me. You fans, you motherfuckers, I swear to God, if he does not get the same amount of shit I got for my Jurassic Park comments for saying speed is better than Predator, if he does not get the same amount of shit, <laughs> I'd be getting shit for two weeks about about fucking Jurassic Park 3. If I had left it as Die Hard is better than Predator, no, everyone would have agreed with me. I am pushing it, but I mean it. I think Predator is a B plus, A minus. And I can give you a lot better movies that I liked more. 
Speed, uh, Speed is a better movie. It's not a better movie. That's an it insane is. statement. And I think a big issue is we're we're dealing with a, an unformed Arnold. We're we're still dealing with an, an Arnold who is not in control of his powers. <laughs> what are you talking about? And if I'm saying Keanu Reeves is more effective than than Arnold, he's not. He is in Speed. Keanu Reeves. In speed. If I'm going Speed Predator, Keanu gets that win. If I'm Bullshit. going True Lies Speed, oh, for Arnold Christ gets that sake. win. True Lies. Oh, come but Arnold on. had to find it. Come on. And he doesn't have it in Predator. He does have it in Predator. He's certainly... Stick around. Solid. He's already saying that stuff. Yeah, no, I know he is. He throws a knife into the guy's chest and he goes, stick around. I think Predator is super entertaining and yet... So, no, what did you think of the Rambo franchise? Uh, I love First Blood uh, I love First in Blood ways well. I can't explain, but, uh, but I... I, I Again, I don't consider First Blood an action movie. I consider that a drama. It's a drama with action elements. The I think the Rambo films, reboot is better than everyone except First Blood. Uh, I would say it's better than the second two, but I bought that along with First Blood on Blu-ray. Yeah. And I watched them back to back, and I turned off the, I turned off the, the fourth installment All because right. it didn't have... It didn't have any of the depth or heart that that First Blood had. It was gone. I'll take Predator over all the Rambos. I mean, I, I'll take Predator over a lot, but but not over Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Sandy Bulls in Speed. Keanu Reeves is terrible in that movie. That's he, one of the movies that made everybody go. Keanu Reeves can't act. Keanu Reeves is he didn't bad know how to act. Speed. You're talking about he's a guy worse than Devil's Advocate because he's going up against Pacino. But Speed to me is a genius. Prem, like a true genius premise where if somebody told you that in a bar, you'd be like, I'm going to kill this guy and make this movie. Yeah, no, it's a and cool it's premise. And it's executed beautifully. And it never stops. And it has the three three acts set in. It's got the elevator shit at the beginning, which is really intense. The bus stuff, which is pure gold throughout. And then it, it goes on to that crazy subway shit at the end. And Hopper's a great villain. And Daniels is a great actor. And Reeves does his best. And him and Bullock Hopper are great. is a great villain. Bullock's great in it. Hopper is a great villain. Yeah. Everybody else I'm fine with, too. Reeves is the main guy in it, and he's fucking bad in it. Those mon- Here's why I'll take him. Cans. In it's just cans. Yeah. Here's why I'll take him in Devil's Advocate any day of the week over uh, Counter Reason Speed, because he doesn't have to do fucking monologues in Devil's Advocate. But you know what he is doing? An accent. I love Devil's Advocate. And, and by the way, Devil's P- Advocate is great. Pacino, we should do it. Pacino and... Dare I say it, because the man was arrested for child pornography, unfortunately. Jeffrey Jones's performance in oh, Devil's sure. Advocate is over the fucking moon. Craig T. Nelson, grand Look. slam. There, you're talking. You're talking fucking behemoth performances. The to overshadow. The, I Charlie Theron is phenomenal. I when I I thought that I was going to maybe start stalking Charlie's Theron when I saw that movie. <laughs> And they got her at a time when it was like, you need me to be naked three-fourths of the movie? Fine. I'm 21. I'll do it. I mean, Devil's Advocate is is fantastic. And I love that they cast Reeves because Pacino is able to slap him around and be like, just make make him look even worse. He's just dancing all over Keanu Reeves in that movie, who was doing, I suppose... A surfer Boston accent. Yeah, and the movie ends with the movie ends with one of the greatest monologues of all time. Yeah, Pacino. He's an absentee landlord. Yeah, Pacino has two of 
possibly the 10 greatest film monologues ever of all time. Yeah. The one is Devil's Advocate. The other one, of course, is set of a woman when he goes in. Yes. I just got chills talking about it. When he goes in to save Chris uh, O'Donnell. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a fucking... It's, it shatters the screen. It's beautiful. Versus the climax of speed. What would you do? What would you do? It literally sounds like it. Bill and Ted ch are chasing a criminal. I love and it. And I like Keanu Reeves now. But I love it, it not because then. it's L.A. Because that probably is a cop in L.A. No, you know, Christ there's sakes. something about speed that has always really worked for me. Part that's, that's like saying uh, I like point break because I feel like that's what it's really like in L.A. with crime. They I surf, do like point break. They surf and they I didn't I'm not see saying the remake, you but I love point. I'm break. not saying you shouldn't like it. I'm just saying that's not a good reason. That's not why you would like it. That's no, bad no. I mean, again, also, uh, I mean, I saw speed when I was 14. It was like the third R-rated movie I yeah, ever have saw. Have you seen it since then? Yeah. And I loved it again. Ugh, I think it's fantastic. Like um, let's go to the phones, Walsh. <laughs> We're let's not go to the phones. I mean, uh, pre by the way, the nudity in Predator 2, which is brief but particularly memorable. And I looked it up, and it was Terry Weigel, who was the first porn star I ever saw. Because I was like, how do I know this nudity? <laughs> Full frontal naked for about five minutes. Porn star Terry Weigel. That's and right. that's what you used to get when you would go to an R-rated movie yeah. in the 80s and 90s, and that is what you never get now, and it's infuriating. In fact, Pat texted me the other night. He said, he said I know those tits anywhere. I didn't text and he, you. And there was a screenshot of it. I didn't text you. I know those tits anywhere. <laughs> I didn't screenshot you. Um, uh, so, okay, Facebook. Let's go one for one. You go. I'll do Twitter. You right. do Facebook. Facebook, and please go to the We'll See You in Hell page. Joe said he couldn't find it. I didn't even know Joe had a Facebook account. But really, you just have to type in, we'll see you in hell, and it's right there. I couldn't find it. Also, too, while we're on the, this, uh, we'll see you in hell is now live on Twitter at uh, W-S-I, what are the letters? W-S-I-Y-H-P-O-D. At W-S-I-Y-H-P-O-D, all in caps. Okay. Uh, on Twitter. Follow us, please. We already have 55 followers. The thing's been live for, I don't know, 24 hours or something so thank i mean you i that. haven't even gotten to check in with it uh so i should and will and i'll be in there soon anyway we're on there and the patreon is almost up it'll okay. be up very soon all right beautiful um right off the bat and i can answer this because i watched them both in the last two weeks what's better predator 2 or kindergarten cop my answer <laughs> and i'll say it's closer than this person might like to believe <laughs> But my answer is Predator 2. Okay. Thank you for that. So you still have some sanity. Uh, Lionel. Erica Branning. I'm sorry. Hi, Erica. Lionel Forstall at Forstall21 tweets us. You think Predator couldn't see Dutch? Dutch is Schwarzenegger covered in mud because it's because the mud lowered his body temp. Uh, or do you think there's something different about the clay? No. Well, in Predators, the third film, they confirm that it was just the mud that lowered his body temp. Also, at the end of Predator 2, there's another detail. Wait, they, they are referencing the events of Predator 1 and Predators 3? Yes. That's weird. Yeah, they reference it very briefly. I, I always assume that people on military missions don't research previous military well, once missions. They, once they realize they're fighting a monster, sure. they, they bring it we up. We should check the, the notes that Arnold wrote down in his journal right, right. after he got back. Uh, they also, in Predator 2, sort of reference it um, because the sprinklers keep them 
keep them uh, uh, invisible uh, at the end. Okay. So anyway. Um, what's this? Heath Keen. Hello, Keith. What's the scariest alien you've seen in a movie, and how does the Predator rank against it? I will say I am rarely scared of an alien. Um, I am scared more by real things. But if I'm going to think about what the scariest alien I've seen in a movie is, what do you think, Joe? The scariest aliens I've ever seen in a movie, without question, without question, are the are the aliens in communion and fire in the sky? Fire in the sky is a good answer. Uh, yeah, fire in the sky, not a great flick. Were you you weren't with me that night where I hung out with DB Sweeney? That's a night you should have been there. I, I wish mean, I could have been. No, this, you were texting me actually. This like, man is a trip. <laughs> I mean, he. I loved him. I loved. He's a good friend of uh, Johnny Galecki, who I'm doing this pilot with, and he was a a treat. Yeah, you were saying that he's a lot a of real fun. character, like a nut. Yeah, he uh, fire in the sky. Those any anytime the aliens are waddling around like little nuns, you know, mm-hmm. and cloaks that freaks me out. That's so. In both those sure. movies, they were sort of nunnish. I hear you. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, here's another mud one. Just l- let me do these two back to back really quick because this is a quick one. Grumpasaurus at Grumpasaurus on Twitter. Mud. How does that mask heat signature anyway? Well, I'm just assuming because it was cool mud. Yeah, and uh, that was it. Uh, and this is another one from Grumpasaurus. I think a better P2 discussion would be. Colors or RoboCop, inner city post Reagan black gang panic movies. Well, well, a P2 discussion wouldn't really involve movies outside of P2. <laughs> well, we should do RoboCop. I'd do RoboCop. Colors doesn't I haven't fall seen in. RoboCop in 20 years. Colors is a great movie, but I, it certainly doesn't factor into this podcast. I love Colors. It, it doesn't fit the genres that we do, uh, yeah. but Dennis Hopper did direct it and The Great Ice Tea. Yeah. The, sound, the, the title's track, which I love. Uh, so there you go, Grumpasaurus. Oh, there's a third one from Grumpasaurus. He writes, can we start with the fact that P2 is terrible and shouldn't be canon, but P1 is one of the greatest bad movies of all time? Oh. No, I don't agree with either of these things, Grumpasaurus. He's saying... I think Predator is a B movie, but certainly not a bad movie. And he's saying P2 is terrible... I don't think it's terrible. I think it's an interesting slice of the story. And again, I think it expands the mythology in great ways. I think it's necessary. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I have some, some joke questions here that I'll, I'll skip. But um, favorite quote from each film, and would you watch it? Oh, come on. Come on, Hurley Skynet. What? What happened? Would you watch a Predator remake with an all-dwarf cast, which included Peter Dinklage as the lead? Of course I would. I mean, these aren't serious questions. That's not a serious question, but I would watch it. (laughs) Um, Favorite quote from each film. I mean, I I ain't got time to bleed. Of course, Predator is full of great lines. Pussy jokes are great. Yeah. Um, From Shane Black. And also, like, learning about the backstory, like, Shane Black basically, he didn't get a writer credit on it, but he was like, I'd love to come in and punch it up if you give me a role in the movie. And he was making so much money and doing these huge deals that they let him do it. But he's like... (laughs) All Shane Black contributed was those two pussy jokes. And he's thought of as being like a guiding voice in the Predator They're funny universe. jokes. For those of you who don't remember, I, I was going out to my girlfriend yesterday. I said, hey, you got a gigantic pussy. You got a gigantic pussy. She said, why do you say it twice? I said, I didn't. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, That's like a Don Rickles-style vagina joke. I also learned from the Predator Blu-ray that they shot everything in Predator. They were like, it's in basically, it's in three acts, as, as a good movie generally is. And they were like, the third act stuff where the Predator comes in and we had this giant guy in a suit, we were waiting on the suit to be created. Yeah. So it's this amazing story of they're ready to shoot the third act, the suit shows up, and they said it looked like a particularly bad lobster costume. It was supposed to be Van Damme, too. It was supposed yes. to be playing the Predator. Yeah. It was a big, red, ridiculous costume, and they started to shoot it, and the director, McTiernan, who did Die Hard, better movie, sent oh, in... He also did Last Action Hero, yeah. by the way. This I'm not raving. I mean, he did Hunt for Red October, too. It was a great movie. But... I like Last Action Hero. I'm just I do too. Mad I don't at know your, why I needed to shit on it. I didn't. Well, but you, Predator you pushed was me. Re- you pushed me to this. Predator was his rehearsal for the the master class of Die Hard. Uh, but he sent back footage of this guy running around in this lobster costume and was like, "You guys want me to proceed, or what do you want to do?" And they said, "Let's shut it down." And the Predator production was shut down for nine months while they created the amazing Predator costume. Well, yeah, that which could. is really interesting because the costume is the mandible of- thing. It's 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 pretty legendary. Yes, it's an amazing costume. I've never seen something that is obviously fake because that creature doesn't exist. That looks so fucking real. Yep. And it's all animatronic. Mask work, whatever. Not not a bit of it is CGI. That fucking thing looks real. It looks like a real goddamn alien with it's it's awesome. Agree. Uh, Hold on. Okay. This is from uh, at LP6188. Would the Predator have been able to see Arnold if he covered himself in peanut butter instead of... Come on, guys. I mean, you got to read them before you you read them on the air, Uh, Oh, you got to do a little vetting. This is a good one. Patrick Baxter, at PatManPow. Thoughts on the legendary handshake between Arnold and Carl? I absolutely have thoughts on that. Okay. That shot... I would describe it as gratuitous. It is a gratuitous muscle shot when they when they clasp hands midair at the beginning of the film. Somebody asked here about it. I mean, uh, gratuitous? I don't feel it is. It it, it is literally a it's cutaway. It's the 80s in one moment. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. And my friend Robert Davis from Austin, Texas, and I used to always mimic that scene to each other. What's the matter, Dylan? CIA got you pushing too many pencils. We say that all the time to each other. Yeah. My buddy uh, Ryan Hutzel, who I grew up with, a, a great man, he was obsessed with both Predators. And it took me, it was one of those amazing moments where it took me 25 years to get a joke. He used to always go, want some candy? Want some candy? From Predator 2. Whenever he had candy, he'd go, want some candy? Right. And I never was like, why are you saying it like that? I would just be like, yes, I would like a, a chewy sweet tart or whatever it might be. <laughs> and then last night I'm watching it. I started to text him and then remembered in Missouri it would have been 3 a.m. Right. But I was like, want some candy. Well, there you go. There you go. It was a nice moment. There you go. In a bad movie. Uh, this is from Hey Fightin' Tiger, at Hey Fightin' Tiger. Thought you'd like to see the original script for Predator, then called Hunter, written in 1986. Well, thank you, D-Man. Sure. Uh, we we can't read it right now, but that's very cool of you that for you to send that to us. I will like to uh, to read that. Um, 
You got any more over there? I'm coming to the end of mine. That's my usable ones. I mean, I think we're ready to, to pack it in. Uh, folks, we're going to be able to to put a lot more focus back on this show. But I think we, we pulled together a nice couple episodes. We are, we're at a busy, t- we're at the busy season. The busy season out here in Los Angeles. Um, thanks for coming out. We're going to see more movies. Uh, we're going to have more to discuss. Joe, do you have anything anything pressing? Any, you're going to Dallas. I don't. I want to apologize to uh, the people we didn't get to. Cole Rothacre, Gibbon Wizard, uh, Abby Manuel. Sorry, guys. We, you were, uh, we're sorry. We just didn't get to you. Uh, Mike Hollinger says he recommends the Dark Horse comics if you want to dig deeper. I don't know about those. Abby Manuel asked, Predator do it. Sorry. Abby Manuel asked, what's the scariest monsters that scared you most as kids? Predator were her, was her number one. We already kind of answered that for ourselves with the communion aliens. Uh, your top five Schwarzenegger movies, Given Wizard, we don't have time to get into that because that will be an all-out shit show in here. Top five Schwarzeneggers? I could do that with ease. We, I could do it with ease, too. We don't have time to yell about the <laughs> stupid fucking order that you put yours in. I mean, Arnold is a very bad actor. He's not a very bad actor. He's not a very bad actor. That's not fair. He's a limited actor. I think he's a better actor than... I think he's more capable than Stallone is. And I like Stallone a lot. But I think if Stallone is not playing a punch-drunk boxer or a beaten-down cop... That's the thing, though. He's not that good. I think Arnold, though... I buy Arnold in Twins... I think he's great in Twins. I buy him in Junior. Yeah, I no, I like my nipples are very sensitive. I yeah. like Arnold in a comedy. I do, but I'll tell you, Arnold has never had anywhere near his Copland. And Copland is a perfect movie, and Stallone is a big part of it. Stallone is out off the reservation of that movie. I don't know why he doesn't always play that part. Arnold has never had and will never have his performance where he hits the the heights that Stallone hits in Copland. Uh, Stallone is the better actor. Let's close out with Cole uh, Rothacre, I believe it is. Rothacker at Cole Rothacker. Do it. They've done The Jungle. Uh, they did Los Angeles and they did The Predator Planet. Where else would you like to see the new Predator movie take place? Uh, I, there are rumors circulating that it's going to take place like in the desert, which I think is a perfect thing because... Again, heat, conflict, Middle East, right? Sand, desert. Uh, I think that would be great. I'll tell you two things I want to see in the new Predator film that I can't believe we haven't seen yet. I want to see the Predator use those fucking mandibles on somebody. Sure. I want to see him bite somebody's face off or something. And I want to see the final blow to the, to the head Predator in the film. I want to see him die by them ripping the Predator's skull out. Okay. Because the Predator always rips everybody's skull out. That would be fucking awesome, and they should do that. Let me ask you an interesting and uncomfortable question real quick before we wrap it up. I don't know why I'm ending on something that could be a bum note. I think it was Ebert, but I was reading some reviews of Predator 2 last night, and they felt that the new design of the Predator in Predator 2 was racist, and that it was meant to conjure up thoughts of like uh, a Los Angeles gang member type situation. Right. With the dreads and et cetera. 
Well, the problem is he has the dreads in the first one, too. He but does. You don't pit him against a goddamn Jamaican drug lord in the first one. That's true. So once you do that, it starts being like, and then you start being like, I think this Jamaican guy's cutting people's heads off. Yeah. That's, I think that's it, where the problem came It really kind of had my radar up. And Ebert always raises, like, to me, the best, most interesting questions about everything, which is why I loved him. But um, I want, you know, I want, like, Chappie. Chappie was a, a rapper alien, essentially, and it was. A disgracefully racist movie in my opinion i thought chappie was one of the worst movies of my lifetime i didn't even see it it just looks so bad um i think predators predators i don't think they were trying for it i think it's hearts in the right place i think we can all agree that predator is good joe thinks it's the best action sci-fi movie ever made i completely disagree and i think that we all agree that predator 2 is worth a look well i can't listen here's the problem i can't say it's the best sci-fi action movie ever made because i like star wars better yeah. i like empire strikes back better but as far as i'm going to say action movie yeah yes it's the best i would put it as the best action movie cuz i consider it more an action movie than anything else better than the fugitive a fucking thousand <laughs> times He's not being chased by an alien. I mean, I could really keep going. I have so many that I, I just find better. All right. Listen, I'll be at Clusterfest in San Francisco. Yeah. June 3rd and 4th performing some very fun shows, actually. Uh, I'll be doing some showcases with other comedians. I'll be opening for Bill Burr at one show, which will be fun. And I am hosting. This is really cool. Trivia at Patty's Pub at Clusterfest. They are going to have a. They're going to have a, uh, uh, you know, a, a fucking, what do you call it? A, a, a rent. They're going to have a P Patty's Pub thing there. Like gonna, Always Sunny? Yeah. They're going to make like a Patty's Pub on the grounds of the festival. It seems very strange. Why is that strange? It's a comedy. Is festival. it sanctioned by Always yes, Sunny? Yes, it's Comedy Central's right, festival. As long as they have something. No, that's FX, Joe. I know, but Comedy Central syndicates. I'm sure Comedy Central is allowed to be doing this, Pat. All right. Can you let me be excited about a thing I'm doing? It seems weird. It's like Let's the Costanzas, on. for Wait, Christ's sake. When are you sakes. doing this fest? June 3rd and 4th. Boy, I tell you, I mean, depending on how to what extent my life is about to fall apart, I would go up there for that. Well, hey, come on up and then question everybody about the validity and legitimacy <laughs> of all of it. You know, I used to write for the show, anyway, so like a couple yeah. of questions. I'll be hosting a trivia day uh, or game at P the Patty's Pub m model. I don't know what you call that, the set. It's yeah. going to be like a Disney World thing. They're going to make a Patty's Pub. All right, fine. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll be there and check out Emo Hangs on Feral Audio. Kurt Brown will learn myself. Follow us, Joe DeRosa Comedy, on Twitter. Also, uh, the We'll See You in Hell pod on Twitter. I can't remember the letters. Uh, You'll find it. Joe recently tweeted about it, so find it. I am on... Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to start stuttering with 30 seconds left. I am all at the Patrick Walsh on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, that's all we really got, folks. Uh, the Facebook page is really awesome, and I love checking it. You guys are really funny. And uh, thanks. We'll see you next time, and we'll let you know what's coming up soon. That was a HeadGum Podcast.